God uses those seeds even that fall on hard soil um, because the more you pop a seed into hard soil, you, th- you scatter enough seed on hard soil. You see it yeah. riding down the road. You see grass growing out of the cracks yeah. in the in the pavement. Yeah. Right. The more seed you scatter, the more chances something's going to take root. I am yours. I am yours. I am yours. Send me, Lord. I am yours. I am yours. I am yours. Welcome to the Gospel Centered Pro Life Podcast, a podcast designed to equip, encourage, and challenge you in pro life ministry and always with a focus on the gospel. Stay tuned. I felt your passion, touched your heart. Use me, Lord, use me, Lord. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Gospel-Centered Pro-Life Podcast. I'm Vicki, Vicki Kosciorg, and I'm here with Daniel Parks. Yes, you are. Yep, and we're, we're here in Charlotte. Um, and it's a cold day. I was on the sidewalk today. It's always a little bit harder as it starts to get cold for me the older yep. I get. But um, but as usual, we spoke to a whole facility filled with women, filled with cars in the parking lot, and most of them ignored us. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, you know, it's a sad reality. It is. Of yeah. This is as. Some uh, have said, as one man actually told me, he said, this is the ministry of rejection. Yeah. There's yeah. a lot of rejection. Mm-hmm. And so just for you guys who may be brand new to this ministry, that's not the subject of this podcast, but it's going to tie into it. Just be prepared to be rejected yep. <laughs> by people that are walking in. Yep. People are going to ignore you. People are going to flip you off and all of that. But remember, yeah. we're not out there for us. Yeah. We're out there for the Lord, right? Right. right. So the the direct application to this podcast is we speak oftentimes and no one's listening. Yeah. And it is very easy to become discouraged. Yeah, absolutely. No one likes to be ignored, especially when you have such an important message and no one's listening. So God knows all about that. And the Bible is filled with examples of prophets and people who spoke important truths of God and were ignored. Yeah. We're yeah. not we're I not mean, let's go to. right to the Son of God himself, the Lord Jesus. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jesus certainly had followers. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, when it's all said and done, when he's going to a cross to be crucified, like who's there? All all are gone, right? Yeah. And for the most part, he was rejected. He was rejected by the religious leaders, the ones who should be listening. He was rejected by them. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, you think of a man like Jeremiah, the prophet. We've done podcasts, even uh, kind of springboarding off of Jeremiah's story. Right. He was rejected. Uh, who we're going to talk about today, Ezekiel. We're going from some passages of Scripture in Ezekiel. He was rejected. All of the prophets were rejected. Um, Elijah at one point was, you know, he thought he was the only guy, right? And then the Lord had to affirm to him there's 7,000 others. Yeah. I think of Noah, right? Noah, for 120 years or so, built a ship, a boat in the middle of the desert when it had never rained. Noah, though he was a shipbuilder, was also a prophet. 
and how many people in 120 years actually came and, and received his message? Really only his family. <laughs> right. 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 And so he was rejected. So people are going to reject you. People are going to ignore you. Yeah. But we do have a charge just like Noah, just like Jeremiah, just like Elijah, just like Ezekiel, and just like our Lord Jesus, the Apostle Paul, Peter, John, all those guys. We have a charge to speak the truth. Whether people are listening or not, right? Yeah. Whether people want to hear us or not, we have to speak the truth. And our confidence has to be, we talked about confidence a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. has to be in the Lord, right? Mm-hmm. And we have to have confidence in the message that we're speaking, that it's actually what God has called us to. And you guys, I'm sure, are in this ministry because you believe that God has called you to be a voice for the voiceless, to speak the truth about abortion, and of course, to share the gospel. Yeah. And in in the case of Ezekiel, which is where this is a lesson from Ezekiel, I just have really enjoyed working my way through the prophets. There is so much good stuff that helps you in life. Yeah. And in in the book of Ezekiel, um, chapter two, and there are two verses that I picked out, um, verse four and verse seven. Okay. And do you have those up there? Are yeah. Able, are you able to read those? L- listen to these verses and, and listen to what God is warning Ezekiel about. Yeah. So it says, For they are an impudent and stubborn children. I'm sending you to them, and you shall say to them, Thus says the Lord God. And then in verse 7 it says, You shall speak my words to them, whether they hear you or whether they refuse, for they are rebellious. Yeah, so what really struck me in there as I was reading that was, can you imagine being sent on an assignment to speak God's words, very important words, and he tells you right out front that um, you'll speak those words, whether they listen or not, but they're rebellious. In other words, they're yeah. not going to listen. Right. Yeah. He's, <laughs> he's saying, go do it anyway. Yeah. And, and, and for me, powerful. powerful message because we see it every day like we did today on the sidewalk. There are people that are just not listening or they're outright hostile to the message. And it can be so frustrating and so discouraging. Yeah, yeah. I know a a preacher, John Wesley, who's a preacher from some years back. (laughs) Right. Uh, he actually said he would prefer that people are angry than for people to just ignore him. I agree. Yeah, because he knows at least if they're angry, they're hearing him. They heard. Yeah. 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 And and it can be actually more discouraging when people just ignore you. They walk in, blank stare. They're not looking at you at all or they're on their phone. We see that a lot, right? Yep. They're using kind yep. of their phone as a shield. Sometimes I think they're faking it. They're yeah, not I really so on too. their phone, yeah. right? Yep, And that can be really discouraging and no one's interacting with you. Now, of course, it can be discouraging when people curse you out and, you know, all of that. But again, I think it's more discouraging when they just don't listen at all. Yeah. And I have actually heard counselors call out, why are you not listening? Yeah. And, and they're so frustrated. Or they'll come to each other and say, they are just, I don't get it. Here we are offering blah, 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 blah. And they are... They're just ignoring us. How can they do this? And I, I wanted the first point that I thought was we should all hear is that we should resist that mindset of focusing 
on the frustration yeah. uh, and the discouragement. As soon as one person in a team is discouraged, it has generally the effect of bringing the whole team down. Yeah. And so yeah. you really want to uh, – God, I think, is warning Ezekiel on purpose so that Ezekiel doesn't fall into that mindset yeah. of discouragement. He knows it's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. And so we're warning you all <laughs> out there on the sidewalk. On the sidewalk, it is going to right. happen. Yeah, little little sidebar here. Uh huh. And this is kind of for free. Oh, good. So I'm going to share it. Free bit of wisdom. Um, no charge. In line folks. with this, but a little bit of a different subject. Okay. Based on what you just said, discouragement is contagious. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so, encouragement is also contagious. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So. When we convey our discouragement, and obviously we've got to share our burdens, we need to share our burdens with our team. Yeah. But let's always weave in there the encouragement. And I think we're going to give you guys some reasons to be encouraged in spite of people not listening to you. Yeah. And one encouraging thing is that you're actually speaking the truth, right? I yes. mean, think about Ezekiel. He's rejected mm-hmm. by Israel. He's called to be a prophet. He has a call from the Lord. So as we talked about um, just a couple of weeks ago, his confidence came from the Lord and from the call of the Lord, and he was sustained by knowing that he was called by God. So yeah. even though we can be discouraged and we certainly want to share prayer requests with each other and even with our group on the sidewalk, hey, I'm feeling a little discouraged. Let's share that. But let's not grumble and complain about it, mm-hmm. right? Let's share our discouragements, and then let's also turn it into an encouragement. I'm discouraged by this, but praise God, there's a team here with me. Yes. Praise God, we're still able to speak the truth. Yeah. And at the end of the day, something we've that we've beat this drum over and over. I'm going to keep beating this drum. All that we can do is plant seeds and water seeds. Yeah. We cannot make those seeds grow. So as discouraging as it might be sometimes to plant those seeds and to see them fall on hard soil, God uses that. God uses those seeds even that fall on hard soil um, because the more you pop a seed into hard soil, you th- you scatter enough seed on hard soil. You see it yeah. riding down the road. You see grass growing out of the cracks yeah. in the in the pavement. Yeah. Right. The more seed you scatter, the more chances something's going to take root. So just you know, we do what we do in faith. Let's 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 let our encouragement be contagious rather than our discouragement, so that we as a team can be encouraged. The least a word of God's going forth. Right. That's right. We are. And as I was uh, thinking about this, uh, doing this study and writing this this article that accompanies this podcast. I was on a walk, as I always do in the early, early morning, very dark, very cold. And I was thinking of as as the first rays of sun are beginning to just kind of break the horizon, yeah. how um, that dark, dark darkness is gone. I mean, the this light always dispels darkness. Yeah. So that was such a great symbol, but it was also so cold and it felt like it would never be warm again. <laughs> but as soon as the sun starts to come up, You know, you can feel the air start to warm. And I really felt that that was exactly what you just said. Instead of being the darkness, let us be the light, the catalyst to encouraging the the team because we are speaking the truth. And in in the book of Ezekiel, um, I think that he kind of gives us some guidelines in how to make this shift from the discouragement because of what you face and the um, how do you stay encouraged to keep going on yeah. with, with what God has called you to do. So um, God tells him, I think this was in verse 9, 
do not be afraid of them or terrified by them. And I think one of the first things that um, the takeaway for me was it was not Ezekiel's responsibility for how they were going to respond in any way. It was that's up to God, but we're just to do whatever he has called us to do. And he specifically says, don't be afraid. So that's the first thing. Yeah. Don't be afraid. What you're going to face out there, God knows it's there. You know, you now know it's there because we're telling yeah. you. Yeah. Don't be afraid. Be aware that God knows they won't listen. Yeah. I mean, that's important for me to know. It's like, this is no surprise to God. Yeah. He knows they're not going to listen. This is still the work he has called us to. And we may or may not know the outcome. I don't think Ezekiel did. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's still our speaking is our responsibility, basically, no matter what. Yeah. And then there's some more verses in um, Ezekiel 3. And I think you probably have those up there. Those are yeah. verses 18 and then 21. And it's it tells us even more firmly why we are to speak. The whys yeah. are always important, I think, right. in helping yeah. to motivate us. Yeah, I agree. So this is Ezekiel 3, verse 18. It says, when I say to the wicked, or yeah, when I say to the wicked, you shall surely die, and you give him no warning, nor speak to warn the wicked of his wicked way, to save his life, that same wicked man shall die in his iniquity, but his blood I will require at your hand. Yeah. And then verse 21, nevertheless, if you warn the righteous man that the righteous should not sin, and he does not sin, he shall surely live because he took warning. So also you have delivered your soul. And of course, the point is here that we're called to deliver the message. And if we don't, there's a certain level of guilt yeah. that we um, that we incur. We'll be held to account yeah. for the words we did not say right. when we were told to speak. Yeah. Yeah. Which can be kind of heavy. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it kind of goes back to that whole issue of planting seeds and watering seeds. Yeah. We can't change their hearts, but we can be faithful to speak that which God has called us to speak. And you don't always know actually whether the outcome that you wanted was necessarily the most important outcome. Yeah. And I'm, I'm thinking of something that happened very recently where we knew the woman had been in there long enough. We knew she had had the abortion in all likelihood. The abortionist was there. And a young man was devastated, the father of the baby, just devastated. He stood on the porch. And then he came over to talk to us. We'd been calling out. He'd heard us all morning. And he came over to talk to us and began weeping and um, we shared the gospel. He actually committed his life to the Lord, and right there on the sidewalk of the abortion center, and um, and talked about all the things that he was going to change in his life as a result of hearing our words, yeah, and and meeting us. And that you know, our intention of speaking with speaking those words was to get that mom out of there. And to hopefully save a baby. That didn't happen. The baby yeah. did die. Wow. But a soul was saved yeah. um, by the words that, that he heard. Yeah. So you don't necessarily know um, what, the, what the outcome will be. But yeah, if, if we don't warn the wicked, then we will be held to account. Yeah. And if we do warn and they change their heart, we are, we've been a part of a soul 
that is now eternally, you know, saved. Yeah. Will will be with God. Yeah, and, and how this applies, of course, this direct application is to Ezekiel himself prophesying to a nation of people that are in rebellion to God. Yeah. God was giving him a message as a watchman. I think even in this, the, the book of Ezekiel, he talks about watchmen. Yeah. And it, the example is if there's a watchman and he's supposed to be on the wall watching for evil to come, if that watchman falls asleep and doesn't warn the people inside of the village that are going to be attacked, that watchman is held liable, yeah. right? The blood of those people is on his hands because yeah. his job is to be a watchman. Um, and if he does warn them and they still get attacked, like that's the best he could do. Right. The application, of course, that's again, the direct application for Ezekiel. He's talking to a rebellious and wicked people who are sacrificing their children to Moloch. He's talking to a nation of people as a prophet of the Lord, and he has to speak what God tells him to speak. Our application on the sidewalk is we've got women that are going in to kill their own children, and we need to speak the truth to them. Now, are we are we necessarily going to be calling out to them, "You're wicked, and you're gonna you're gonna burn in hell"? You you guys know how we encourage you guys to speak. We want to be inviting, invited them to come over and have a conversation with you. We want to share with them three talking points, right? What God says, what God says about them, about their baby, the um, humanity of the baby and the resources that are available. So you guys know the framework for that. We're not out there just to be like prophets speaking gloom and doom, right? Um, but we are to warn them, right? Mm-hmm. There, There is within our three talking points, what God says, this need to warn them. Yes. Again, that doesn't mean we're, you know, gloom and doom, but we are saying if you go take the life of your baby, what I'll say oftentimes is this is something you regret for the rest of your life. Yes. And yeah. I will say you will stand before God and give an account for what you've done this day. Mm-hmm. Most of the time I'll do that in a one-on-one context. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'll do it in calling out because it's the reality. Yeah. Now it's probably not going to be the first thing I say. Right? The right. first thing I'm um, I'm going to call out is going to be something to the effect of God loves your child. Your baby is made in his image. Your child already has a heartbeat. We have help for you. Come over and talk to me. But I will get into, if they've hardened their hearts and they're not listening and they're just going on in, you'll stand before the Lord and you're going to give an account of what's happening on this day for the decision that you make. Right. And I think it is in that vein of warning, right? Mm -hmm. It is in that vein of being a watchman on that wall. Mm -hmm. And we do have a responsibility to speak that truth. Yeah. Yeah. I, I will actually say more and more. Um, the longer I've been out there, I will actually use the word warning. God is warning you today, and he's using us to remind you, you are on a path of destruction. Yeah. Um, I do think a lot it has to do with how you say it. The, yeah, we've sure. said that often with the um, the tone of, of what you say. But um, obviously, Jesus is is the best model, as, yeah. as you brought up earlier. But as I was thinking about specific to this message and Jesus as he was dying on the cross, I was thinking about what he didn't do. He didn't lament. Yeah, you know, he never said, "Oh, woe is me! No one's listening. No one's listening to me." And look at where it landed me. Yeah, um, he doesn't voice resentment or bitterness or anger that the sinful world rejected him um and uh he doesn't complain to the others suffering (laughs) on the cross with him yeah um but what he does do he he asks the father to forgive them yeah he acknowledges their their lack of understanding and what they were doing to him yeah he cares for the needs of his mother 
who is standing there, he he tells John that this is your mother and, and that um, he's hoping that he will care for her because he knew she was suffering. While he's suffering so much, he cares for the needs of others who are suffering. Um, and then he comforts the sinner, the thief yeah. on the cross who repents of his sin. While he, Jesus is dying this agonizing death, and he does that, the the mercy and grace and beauty of, of that in, in and of itself— um, because that sinner recognized who Jesus was. Yeah. And um, I think that's the attitude that we're supposed to be emulating yeah. Yeah. When, when we're out on, on that sidewalk. We're to be more like Jesus in, in his suffering and as he was ignored and as he was um, uh, mistreated yeah. For, yeah. for voicing the truth. I think that's a good summary yeah. of, of what we should do. Yeah. Of course, we recognize that we need the grace of God to do that. Right, For we need sure. God working through For us. Sure. This is not a let me try real hard to be like Jesus in this yep. situation where I'm being yeah. rejected or I'm being ignored. Um, but Lord, I need your grace to operate like you did, Lord Jesus. Yeah. I need your help, yeah. and that's why it's important for us to be in the Word and be in prayer, mm-hmm. <laughs> and to add a little fasting to our prayers. We talked mm-hmm. about fasting, I think, a couple of weeks ago, yeah. where fasting kind of gets you out of the way and really puts the Lord in the driver's seat, right? It's a way of surrendering to the Lord and yeah. um, just kind of surrendering it all to the Lord because we need you. So I think we have to recognize that we need the grace of God to do this mm-hmm. and that when we do stumble, when we do grumble and complain because we were rejected or we ignored or whatever, um, I believe Ezekiel did the same thing. I know Jeremiah certainly did as he's rejected and He's like, Lord, my, I grow weary of holding your word in. Like, I don't want to speak your word because I'm being rejected, but I grow weary of holding it in. He says, it's like fire shut up in my bones. Right. It's like, yeah. I can't help but hold it in, but I yeah. want to hold it in because I'm yeah. being rejected and it hurts. Yeah. So we acknowledge the hurt, but if we get into grumbling and complaining and like just this attitude of discouragement and despair and it kind of becomes a cancer in our team – it, it can happen, but what we need to do is repent and ask the Lord, Lord, help me not to have that attitude. Yeah. Help me, Lord, to be like Ezekiel, like Jeremiah, like the other prophets, um, to be steadfast in what you've called me to, right? Yeah. And, you know, sometimes you, you've got to repent to your team and say, guys, mm-hmm. I'm sorry bringing discouragement into this team. I just, mm-hmm. you know, had a bad day or whatever. But all of that to say we need to draw on the grace of God, Right. Now I do want to shift gears as we wrap this up and just okay. mention something because mm-hmm. we've we've talked about, of course, we're being ignored. Uh, we're supposed to speak whether they listen or not. Mm-hmm. Practically speaking, and I've had this question a couple times, and I've even addressed this with some teams as I'm out and about and doing sidewalk ministry around the country. Uh, some of the things I've seen, again, practically speaking, is. Uh, a woman walks in from her car to the abortion center or, you know, from the subway to into the abortion center or from the sidewalk or whatever the scenario might be. And of course, the first time she goes into the abortion center, we address her, right? We want to make sure we offer her literature. We talk to her. We call out to her if it's that scenario. Yeah. But after she's gone in and maybe she comes back out and goes back to her car, there's kind of this, I don't know, reluctance. To, to speak to her again, because I've already addressed her and like, I don't really want to inconvenience her or I don't want to seem like a jerk or whatever it might be. Right. We're, we're sort of embarrassed to kind of, you know, call out to her again and, 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 and share information with her again, offer her information again, because we've already given her the opportunity. Yeah. I do think, um, not I think, I know that we are called to be persistent 
in this. So part of us speaking, whether they listen or not, is persistence. Again, you look at Jeremiah, who prophesied, don't quote me on this, but I think he prophesied about 70 years. Yeah. And Ezekiel prophesied for for a good while himself. Many of the prophets did. They kept on speaking God's truth. They were never even, known, they yeah. were never told to stop speaking. Right, as yeah. far as I know, none yeah. of them were told to be quiet. They yeah. were told to keep speaking. So I've gotten the question, and I think I had this just a, a couple of weeks ago with the sidewalk team I was with. It's mm-hmm. like they've come in and out two or three times. Mm-hmm. Do you keep on calling out to them? And the answer is absolutely you do. Yeah. Because every time they come out, every time you have their ear, there's an opportunity yep. for a seed to be planted or mm-hmm. a seed that you had previously planted to be watered. And I'll or tell that you this. seed to bounce off of them to someone else, like my story of the man who needed to hear it and you did that yeah. it wasn't even your target. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And so what I would say, what I do say is, until they tell you to shut the blank up right. and don't talk to me anymore, yep. then you keep talking, yeah. you keep sharing, and don't be afraid to share the same truth. Yeah. We can be a little embarrassed. Well, I, she just heard me say that like 10 minutes ago. Yeah. Say it again. Yeah. Remember, these women, they're under fear. There's conflict in their minds. There's a lot of confusion going on. There's a lot of voices that are being spoken to them. I'm, I'm do, using air quotes. There's right. a lot of opinions right. from people, a lot, of, a lot of voices in their life. And it might take two or three times for your voice to actually be heard in the midst of all that chaos. Yeah. So don't be afraid. Don't be ashamed to say the same things again. Remember, what you have to say is of vital importance. And we've seen moms. I'll I'll tell you this, too. If you see a woman go in and out three or four times, that itself is an indication that there's conflict. Right. Usually. Usually it's an indication there's conflict. She sometimes, you guys have heard me say this, these women, they're grasping for, for, for two things simultaneously. They're grasping for a justification to abort and they're grasping for a justification to leave that place and choose life. Yeah. And sometimes them going in and out is actually them grasping for, maybe they'll say something this time that'll actually change my mind. Yeah. There's so much conflict in their hearts and their minds. We need to capitalize on that when we have an opportunity. We capitalize on that by when we have an opportunity every time we speak the truth. And we've had moms that have chosen life who've been in and out four or five times. And one of the things they said is it was you guys' persistence that actually changed my mind. They didn't hear what you said going in the first time because of whatever reason, the devil, you know, Block their ears or their their own flesh blocked their ears. They maybe didn't hear the second time, but for some reason, the third or fourth or fifth time, they heard what you had to say and they decided to choose life. So be persistent. Yeah. Be faithful to what the Lord has called you to. Again, he didn't cause us or he didn't call us to change hearts. He called us to plant seeds and to water seeds. Be faithful to do that, and I believe God will honor it. I believe so, too. Amen. And yeah. so that call to action is don't stop speaking. Yeah. Be persistent. Don't don't Stop speaking because yeah. you're the the last voice that mom might hear before she makes that life and death decision and let it be a, a plea for life. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. And to do that, draw on the grace of God. Amen. Be honest with yeah. the Lord um, and uh, be encouraged. Mm-hmm. The Lord has called you to this ministry. Mm-hmm. He's using you in this ministry. And like I say often, uh, I, I guarantee you there are babies being saved whether you find out about it or not, if you're being faithful, God's word doesn't return void. God's going to honor your your speaking. He's going to honor the ministry that you're involved in. And when you stand before him on that day, you're going to see 
precious lives that were saved, that were impacted, generations that came from those lives. Yes. They were impacted because you were standing there and you were speaking and you were faithful. Yes. So hopefully this was an encouragement to you guys and a challenge to you guys. As always, we encourage you guys to reach out to us. You can reach me, Daniel, at lovelife.org. You can reach her, Vicky, with a Y, at lovelife.org. Also want to point you guys to our gospelcenteredprolife.com website. That's where all these podcasts live, and you can access them. You can search for different subjects and things like that. And also, I'll point you to our sidewalksforlife.com, our training and equipping website. That's sidewalks, the number four, and life.com. And also, that's where we put out the articles that are sort of the basis for these podcasts. So take advantage of that stuff. Reach out to us. Leave us a review on this podcast. We'd be blessed by that. But until next time, God bless. God bless you all. Give me an outlet for love. Give me an outlet for gratitude. I know it will cost me my life But nothing's too precious since I met you